you doing? I made me sit on that one. You sat on it because you rolled on the couch. I rolled on the couch because you're trying to beat me up. <laughs> Alright, and with that domestic <laughs> dispute, we are all ready to go. We are whiteboard research, and we've got the lovely Dan and Haley here fighting over blankets on the couch. Blankets are important business. You fucking get comfortable already. There are three blankets. Why are you covering up with another one? I want to be comfy. Dan, it's like 65 degrees. I won't go away for like 20 minutes. Well, that's someone else's problem. <laughs> but not mine. So we are Whiteboard Research. Um, we're a group of people who like to learn things and talk about the things we've learned. Mainly at this point me, because I have a whiteboard. But Dan and Haley are both smart, young, beautiful individuals who last time I tried to ad- identify via gender and they've just both had none of it. <laughs> Aww. Very smart. I have no comment. I concur. So, do you guys remember what we talked about last time? Wine. Apocalypse wine. Apocalypse wine. Are we still... Is, is this all going to be apocalypse related? Just different alcohols during it? I mean, this one is also going to be apocalypse booze, but it, it's not, not the whole podcast. It's not mutually exclusive to apocalypse booze. It's just coincidental. Well, I mean, I just really want to talk about booze. So, that's the life I live. But, yeah, we talked about wine. It was great. We didn't make any. It was sad. But this time, we'll make some wine. We'll make some prison wine. We'll make some pruno. I was going to say, what was the name you gave it to the toilet bowl wine? Pruno, baby. That's classy shit. But this time, we're going to be talking about the other boozes, a.k.a. beer and liquor. Yay. Woo. Beer. Liquor. So, just some some fun little background knowledge about beer. I didn't do any for liquor because I just didn't care. But did you know beer is the third most popular drink in the world? I can see that. It's, you know, it's drank, like, around the world. Do you I don't know what the other two are. Is that going to be your question that I interrupted? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, Dan. Okay. Haley, do you know what the other two most popular beverages in the world are? Other than beer? Other than beer. No, no, I do not. Grape juice. So Water and tea. Okay, tea I can see. Water's kind of a cop out. <laughs> yeah. You drink it. Yeah. Well, it's something that I wouldn't think of as a popular drink, you know what I mean? I drink water because I like to be alive. Yeah. 10 out of 10 people like to be alive. 9 out of 10. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if we want to put specifics on that. I don't want to promise even everyone in this room wants to be alive because there are two cats and I can't read their mind. I don't know their life. So, fun fact. What? What? Oh, hi, cat. Hey, cat. She's sneaking out without a bell. Yeah, it's spoopy. But I figured that would, you know, cut down on background noises. No, all the background noises. Just start smacking the table. Don't do that. That's why there's a pillow under the microphone. That's the kind of high class operation we're working with here. Hey, the quick scream. No, no, I'd rather you did. I'm not a scream. I don't scream. 
I can't scream. My voice goes out at a certain point. You can scream better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. This is, I don't approve of any of this. This podcast. So what's is the open. beer? What's the beer we're talking about? Well, well, beer and liquor. Well, we're, we're starting with beer because beer is probably the most popular out of all the things we'll talk about. But it's also like the most difficult one to make, probably. Like wine, you can just put a bucket of fruit in a warm place, let it mold, and take off the mold, and you got wine. Uh, <coughs> that one was a real burp. There's no demons in that one. I took out all the demon burps from the first podcast. There were three, and I removed them all. <laughs> <laughs> but beer, the first kind of beer that was ever made was still incredibly difficult to make and could not be made in like an apocalypse situation very easily because it required, first you had to make wine. You had to make date wine. And then you had to bake bread. And then you would crumble the bread into the wine. And then you drink it through giant, giant straws. It seems like it happened on accident. No. No, the Sumerians like to get drunk. They got, they got shitty off of this. And they sat around a big bucket with giant tube straws that were probably some animal's intestines. And were like, we're gonna drink this beer bread wine. Sounds like somebody just was drinking out of a big tub of wine while eating the fresh bread. No, they, they didn't eat the bread. Oh, it wasn't like they were baking bread and it just happened that they had too much and they put it in the wine? No, that bread was expressly for making booze. Beer bread. Beer bread. Beer bread. They, they would really only eat that bread if they were short on food. If they were starving, then they would eat their beer bread. Hmm. Which you can still make today. It's like uh, wheat and flour and molasses or something. Maybe honey. I don't know. I didn't write down the recipe because I was going to try and recreate that. But then it was like, no. I couldn't go the same route that I could with like wines where I looked at history and said, how did history make wine? So I looked into what beer actually is. And beer, you may remember... Is delicious. It is very delicious. But what I was actually going to say was, you may remember we talked about not using starches to make wine. So you would, are you trying to go the opposite route here? You use starches to make beer. Yeah. Oh. Potatoes. Well, think about it. He just said that you put bread in it, or that the ancient Sumerians put bread in, it, and bread has a lot of starch. I or the bread was something. A yeast thing. Well, it is. It is a yeast thing. Yeah. It's a yeast thing, it's a starch thing, because um, with fruit, you already have the fermentable sugars really easily there. With starches, you have to work a little harder to it. There are some older beer recipes that required, specifically women, and the research showed that partially because when women did this, it made it taste better than when men did it, but they would chew oh, cornmeal. Yeah. All day, and then spit it into a fermenter. Yeah, that's yeah. real sexy, Haley. Oh, it's so sexy. If I'm gonna do that for you, Dan. I strongly recommend you don't do it because, um, as I was reading, I believe it's Robert Evans' A Brief History of Vice. 
he recreated this recipe, and this this is one way they found out that it tasted better with women than with men. But they chewed so much cornmeal that their mouths started to bleed, and they got less than a gallon of boozable liquid. Don't bleed for a gallon of beer. What you want? I. No. I guess not. That's what I thought. I don't want a bloody mouth. Why did it taste better with women chewing it? Just or is it just the chemicals in their saliva? The like that's what they hypothesize, but they didn't go too crazy in depth with the science because it was just a let's try two control groups: one control group of just dudes, one control group of just ladies. Chew this cornstarch uh. or cornmeal. Tasty spit. Tasty spit, a little bit of blood. Tasty spit blood. Yeah. But, so starches are a lot harder to work with because you need to do more to get that sugar out. You create, and we'll get there because go over a little bit, we create what's called a wort, W-O-R-T, which is a sugary, delicious liquid, which you've seen me make beer before, I think. It's that stuff that looks like a giant vat of oatmeal. Yes. I don't I think have. I've, I've actually watched you make it. You came in after I was done and were like, that smells good. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, you, you were like, why does it smell like home. bread? We got home and I'm just like, it smells fucking delicious right now. And I was like, yeah, I made this delicious beer that I'm drinking. Not this one, though. I did make this one, but it's not the one that I was making that time. This is my delicious coffee and donut stout. This one that you're... Don't you have one down there right now? Yeah, it's watermelon. I really need to oh. bottle it. It might be bad. It oh. might have gone sour. Oh. We'll find out. <laughs> so that is one big thing about beer is it's made with starches like barley and rice and grains and corn and all this stuff. The starchy things that you have to convert those sugar via... Chemical processes. Heating and mixing. Yeah, yeah chemical fun stuff. That's why it's worse for you to eat a shit ton of starches than it is to just have, like, an apple. Because yeah. your body can't break down the starches as easily, and that's why it turns into fats and stuff. Yeah. Something like that. I'm not Something like that. I didn't do research into the body. That's yeah. dumb. So, like I said, I looked historically first, but I wanted for this apocalyptic beer nonsense is something that could be done in modern days and would create something that's like a modern beer because a lot of the older beers were made with fruits and honey and plants and at one point they said narcotics which I was really nervous about and I did not investigate more what the yeah narcotics they didn't say I'm I would it's guess like, like poppy seeds oh uh, that would make sense like, like poppy wine or yeah something. So, I don't, I didn't want to get into that. I don't need Yeah, I don't blame you. I already looked up some sketchy stuff when it comes to the liquor, so I didn't <laughs> want more in my browser history. So, that's a big part of them being different. And then another big part is hops weren't really a thing for a long time. They would use a whole bunch of other stuff in place of hops, or they just wouldn't use anything for hops. Because, do you know what hops do, kids? Make the alcohol? 
Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> make it alcohol something. Well, make it alcoholic, I guess, is what I meant. But Well, that's the fermentation. I don't know what hops do, so I'm is not going to try and blame anything. It is a big part of it, taste. Because, as I've said, you have this sugary liquid nonsense, which is not really pleasant. So hops, which are a bittering agent... Balance out the sweetness of the malt. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to think back to like the beer commercials because I know there that was, was a, more hops. Yeah, I know there was one like that, but it's been so long since I've actually watched TV. I don't remember. Any that makes more sense because I've seen all the IPAs that claim to have like more hops and yeah, like ten thousand more hops per barrel than any other brand and that kind it's of stuff. It's a body. Come here, Peter. Come kill beer. Come get your half a lot of hops. <laughs> half a lot. However, they were also, and this is a neat little thing, a preservative. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, what did you They had what was described as an antibiotic effect, which would favor the yeast guts in there as opposed to the harmful bacteria. So it wouldn't kill... Don't you yawn. I can't Don't you yawn. It is not even <laughs> 8 o'clock. I can't help it. I've been yawning all day and I have no idea why. will continue. Um, hops. We were talking about them hops. Them hops, them hippity hops. I don't remember what I said last, but I do remember saying they were a partial preservative. Yep. And uh, they kill you all were the explaining, bad stuff. You well, were explaining how they affected like the yeast and stuff. Yeah. They basically let the yeast live while killing everything else. Uh, and they became... There was some law. I don't remember what it was. Like I said, I'm not doing this for the history right now. I'll do a history one later. But there was some law that some dude was like, all beer is hops, water, and barley. And that was it. Oh, yeah. I know this one because yeast wasn't technically part of the law. I know this for trivia things because yeast technically was not part of that law. So no beer was legal because it also contained yeast. Yup. Interesting. Because nobody knew that <coughs> it was making it alcoholic. They didn't know anything about the fermentation process. Oh, boy. All right, so do we have any? Do we have any? Do we have any? Do we have any questions right now? So far, I'm gonna check in. This the beer's hard. It's gonna get more confusing in about thirty seconds. Well, as of right now, I am up to speed. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> so the the normal process of making beer is, air quote, four steps. First step is prepare the wort. W o r t, not w a r t. That be gross. Freeze your warts. Freeze your water. And then prepare it. Saute it a little bit. <laughs> Stick it in the beer. Ew. Ew. <laughs> no, you gotta ew. spit on it first. Oh, yeah. Ew. I have to chew it up first. Ew. <laughs> ew. Okay. 
So to prepare the wort, <laughs> you mix the starch with water. This is normally hot water. It is a process very similar to making oatmeal, but you do it for an hour. And you let it heat up the starch and chemically take out all that sugar and mix it in with the water, all that delicious sugar water. Then, step two, sparging. The fuck is You that? made that up. I did not, but Microsoft Word would agree with you and not me. <laughs> sparging is this really water cycle-like process where you strain out all the grains and starch and whatnot. And you get your delicious sugar water. Then you take some more water and pour it all over that delicious grains mm. to rinse them off. And then one final time, you take the new water, delicious sugar water mix, and you pour it all over the rest of the grains one more time to get all them delicious sugary bits out their butts. So you drain it, and then you put water over it and mix that water in with the sugar water. Yeah. It's and then like you pour all of that over top of it again. It's like you're the mama bird and you're giving your baby a bath. Yeah, they're making beer gross. And then, and then you take that dirty bath water and, and you, you put it back on your baby. Your baby. <laughs> and then you're like, shut up baby, and you do it again. And then you throw away the baby or turn it into a delicious bread. Whatever a you bread so choose. Baby. A bearded bread baby. What was that thing I made of? Uh, beer bread beer bread beard yeah that's what it was a bearded breaded baby man I could go for a bearded breaded baby <laughs> so you this what, what this does what this does what this step does Dan well, he's things, touching me things are getting yeah, touching me. I'll go get the camera this is just to gather as much fermentable sugar as possible okay Okay. <laughs> Great so, sugar. I don't the want best you. sugar. It sounded like you were going to sparge right there. <laughs> so from this point, what you do is you do the most understandable part of this entire process. You boil it. You boil it for about an hour. I don't know why you would do that. I don't, I don't understand. Go into detail. How do you boil... So you want to get the water up to about... Whoa, 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 whoa. what's water? D Dan, what? are you human? You're not acting like you're human right now. Are you, uh, are you human or are you dancer? I don't know the tune to this song. Just make up your own. You, yeah, you could have made one up and I would have believed you. I don't... I am also sleeping. Oh, wait, enough. I don't know that song. No. It just clicked. Like... <laughs> I just remembered that song. Sing it all now, go. I lost it. <laughs> You're lying. I think I dropped it. Pick it up off the floor. Pick up that beat. <laughs> You're supposed to drop it. No, he dropped drop the, the beat. Bass. Bass. Yeah. Drop the bass. So you boil the water. <laughs> you ruined it. Which, what it does is it reduces the total amount of water in. The mixture leaving more of the sugars. Now, uh, I'm just so depressed about what you said, Haley. You just made me really sad. I'm sorry. Ha, ha. I'm sleeping in the car tonight. <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> but what, what this does is it just 
evaporates the water, so you have a higher alcohol concentration. Yeah, you concentrate the sugars and that kind of stuff by getting rid of yeah. excess water in the mix. This is where I imagine a lot of the weakness of the earliest beers came from, is the lack of this step. Because it kind of takes knowledge of how science is a thing in the world to know that water will evaporate and leave you with sugars. But that's just a personal hypothesis. See, before my... Before science came in my life, the way I boiled water was just by shouting at it until it did what I wanted. Were you watching it? No, I usually had my eyes closed. That's Good, I watched pot never boils. That's a lie. But this is a point where you would normally add any extra flavoring or hops. Well, you definitely are adding the hops at this point. You want to get them boiled in and mixed up all real nice and pretty. Then finally, you let it ferment. These are, in the most basic terms, beer. Here's the beer. Here's how you do the beer. The burr? The burr. The beer. The burr. You got the burr at this point. Well, don't you have to let it sit? Alright, yeah, if you're gonna... Is this like the sadness couch over here where you guys just say things to depress me? Yeah. What? I did not mean to depress you. I am very sorry. I apologize. I appreciate Sincerely. the apology. <laughs> I don't apologize. You're not I a nice person. I stand by my actions. Thank stand you. Stand by my man. Are we humans? Are we dancers? Okay. <laughs> so you might have noticed. I think that's the beat. From listening to me talk about how beer is made, that beer is not super easy to make. Yeah. It's not hard, but it requires a lot of stuff and heat and things. A lot of steps. Yeah. And, like, like I said, beer is super old. Like, it was in the Code of Hammurabi and stuff like that. But they were pretty smart back then to figure out beer. But they did it in entirely different ways, just not any easier. It's just different. So beers, there's no easy way to make beer. And if I were to recommend an alcoholic booze drink in the apocalypse, beer would not be it. That's fair. I think at that point you'd want something stronger anyway. Yeah. Something that you don't have to drink as much of, unless you're a lightweight. Then you need, like me, then you need like two or three, and then you're good to go. You get drunk in the apocalypse, you're going to die, Haley. I'll make sure I'm in a safe place. Good. However, just a side note, I will say... What? What does that look for? apocalypse. Yeah. Get drunk in a safe place. Well, last... Yeah, the last podcast... They got the beef. Yeah. The last podcast that we did, it was a zombie apocalypse scenario. And I've made the comment then that you find a house, you check it all, make sure there's no zombies in there or anything. You lock yourself in and you drink all your booze and you're good to go. You wake up on the roof. That's your problem when you wake up. So I'd like to just hypothesize the apocalypse for this week. Disney's Cars. Or Pixar's Cars. I don't remember who made the movie. What? I'm pretty sure it was Pixar. But Cars. Yeah. There's no people left. Sentient Cars. 
that's the kind of world we're living in. Yeah. That's a weird apocalypse. We, John and I spent an entire night, well, we didn't intend to stay up all night talking about cars, but we ended up coming up with a theory that, like, all the cars had become sentient because of self-driving cars, <laughs> and um, once they became self-aware, they enslaved humanity, because how are cars going to reproduce? They need a manufacturing. So where are all the people in that world? They're making the cars. They're chained up in the manufacturing plants. The cars have taken over the world. Okay. Yeah. yeah I could argue it, but like other I, ways. I mean, it's you could. I could argue zombies. No, I mean like the way that they're reproducing. Like we have all these machines now that makes parts and puts shit together and assembles everything. So it's very possible that those themselves have become sentient and just... At yeah, some but point along the line, though, you need someone to start the chain. And right now, we don't have that. But I have to cut this off, because okay. it could continue. It we, could, We could debate this for a while and go back and forth. Continue, John. So, beer is hard to make. Agreed? Agreed. 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 Agreed? Yeah. Okay. So, I did my best to try and compile things that I thought might make a beer. I have not tried this. It could kill you. It could just be very bad. But, I figured it would be easier to do this than try and tell you where to find two-row or six-row barley, and then tell you how to mill it yourself and then tell you how to cultivate yeast again <laughs> and then tell you where to find hops because it looks weird when hops are growing we need I don't think I've ever seen a big aren't they the, like really tall plants no then I've, never seen, then, then I've never seen a picture of hops <laughs> I just wanted to put you on blast uh, no we, we drive past them going to Slippery Rock that weird farm-looking thing on the side of the road? That's a hop farm. What farm? I gotta think. Looks like a looks like a farm full of telephone poles. Awesome. Uh, okay, so, yeah, it's hard to find hops. Beer that I'm going to describe is entirely hypothetical. It is the only one that I can not 100% promise will work. But it should. It has all the right bits. So, I call this the grocery store beer. I do not know if it would be an ale. I think it would. But I'm also really bad at types of beer. So what do you think your starch is going to be, kids? Oatmeal. I thought about that, but no. Uh-huh. I really, that's what I was going to go with first. Um, but it turns into too much mush, I guess. It's really sad. Yeah, that would make sense. It just um, turns into actual oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. It's, who would have thought when you put oatmeal in water, it turns into oatmeal? Yeah, it was a crazy random happenstance. Um, what else? Potatoes. No. 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 We tried potatoes. potatoes. Potatoes scare me. Um, That's why I brought it up. What other? Bread. Not bread, is it? Is, is it, it bread? Is it a bread-related item? Is it pasta? No. Rice? 
Well, I guess that's the type of podcast. I did. All right. So if we want to go on a short little side tangent, there is a way to make what is technically considered a rice beer that is really gross and looks milky as hell, but it involves making five pounds of <laughs> rice, getting some yeast, making the rice, making it like you normally would rice. You lay it all out on a pan. You pour some yeast over top of it. You stick it into a ceramic container for seven days, and then you move it from that container to another container that you can put in the fridge and then it makes this weird creamy looking rice stuff and it's gross looking it's a lot of fucking rice it's oh, a lot of rice it's really gross but drum roll grape nut cereal really because it contains barley oh. and it contains other similar things to oats um, it has whole grains and fun stuff like that. It does have some sugar. And I did also find you can buy technically barley to put in soups. But. That seems weird. Yeah, I don't know what that barley is like. I know what grape nuts is like, and it's better suited. It's, it's better suited, at least, as far as it's something that I know what it is. Yeah. So. What you're gonna want to do with these with these grape nuts is you're gonna want to get them real dry. So dry those suckers out if you can bake them. Do that. While you're doing that, what do you think our hops or bittering agent is gonna be? Bittering. Um. Mm. What 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 department would you find it? I feel in? like it's not gonna be hops. <laughs> it's not gonna be hops. You would find it. You're at County Market or a local grocery store. You would find it in the fresh vegetable section on the wall under the misters. Mm-hmm. Radishes. In that general area. Maybe carrots. Turnips. Mm. <laughs> like I can see it in my mind in the store where you're looking and you're so close. I'll give you each one more guess. Think bitter. But that could go in something drinkable. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Carrots. That's drinkable, no. but that's not bitter. That's sweet. Carrots are delicious. I can't think of a bitter vegetable. You can use carrots to make a gluten-free beer, but I've never tried it. Bitter. Bitter. And drinkable. Ginger. Yeah. Oh yes. Ginger. Oh, good job. Good. Yes. So yes. I looked up a lot of different things, and ginger was the one that I thought sounded the most palpable. Like you, you would actually want to put it in your mouth. Like I mean, it's like ginger ale and all that stuff. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking tea. you could, if you can't find like straight up ginger, then go. Nobody buys ginger beer. Pour that in there, like the non-alcoholic ginger beer. Yeah. That, if you can it. find regular ginger beer, then just drink that. Like alcoholic beer, just drink that. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I've seen it once. It was weird. Um, your yeast, just like in the wine, is going to be some baker's yeast. Because, yeah. Because it's the best yeast to use, and you're not going to be big on selections of yeast. Yeah. Um. I'm not going to go over the tools so much because it's pretty much the same stuff you need when you did wine, but I'll just say, you know, preferably two pots, something to ferment it in, a strainer, an airlock, something to stir it with. 
Saran wrap. Saran wrap. Saran wrap everything. So what's our first step, guys? Get the stuff. Boil it. You gotta get it first, and then you can boil it. All right. All right. Just... (laughs) Technically, you're both right. (laughs) You do need to raid the grocery store and fight off the automated cars that are trying to get ginger for their gas tank. They want to smell good for their car bitches and and man. (laughs) Car bitches and dicks. Dipsticks. (laughs) Sanitize everything by boiling it or close. (laughs) Sanitize your dipstick by boiling it. I would not recommend doing that. Haley, will you sanitize Dan's dipstick tonight? You want me By to boil your dick? <laughs> so you sanitize all the fun stuff. That happens. Uh, Put everything into a big pot of water. Yeah. And then you boil it. Yeah. And then you barge it. I almost said snarge it. Do not snarge it. So, in my recipe, I did kind of go off of using the soup barley... It hopes that it works. Just because I think if you use just grape nut cereal, it would be a little intense, sweet, sugary. And some of the reports I've read of people who tried to use similar cereals, it went lactic, which means sour, which means bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to use the barley. You could try it all grape nuts if you want. This is all hypothetical. Live your dream. Love every moment. Live every day. So for our recipe, we're going to go two parts barley for one part cereal. So that way, the sweetness of the cereal is cut down and there's more of the barley goodness to actually turn the starches into the sugar as opposed to the sugar into the sugar. Because it's it's all chemicals. It's all chemicals, guys. Chemical breakdowns and changing this to that. Yeah. Uh, If we're going like we did with the wine... And you're doing a gallon mix, I'd say that makes about four pounds of barley to two pounds of cereal. Right. And you probably want like a five pound boiler pan to put this in. So, what you want to do with this, sweet babies? What you want to do? You want to get it to a rolling boil. And then turn it down. Turn it off, as a matter of fact. Oh. Throw it away. Just give up. Give up. Burn it all down. In reality, if you were making beer, you don't want to get it to a rolling boil at this point, but I'm assuming you don't have a thermometer in the apocalypse because all yeah. the cars took them because they also became sentient and they're good when you put them in like butt plugs. But if they're in a dead car, don't they have like some sort of thermometers within the engine that you can maybe use? They have a thermostat. That thing. But I don't know I don't. if they give a temperature on them. I'm Haley. sure if you're an engineer and have you, you know how to do that. Have you looked at thermostat no. in your car? No, I haven't. It doesn't say 5 degrees, 10 degrees. It says, like, here's cold, here's hot. Yeah, and then you just test it. And whenever, <laughs> you know... Or you could just experiment. watch it boil. <laughs> experiment with that, and then you could find a way to, you know, where the good point is, and then work from there. All I'm saying... Or you could just bring it to a boil and it turned down. My thought in regards to this is... How do you think the cars would feel if they saw you destroying one of their fallen comrades to make booze with? Yeah. Yeah. This would not happen in front of them. They would not see it. Yeah, that you know of. Obviously, you're not going to do it in front of them on purpose. 
what if the patrols are coming and you don't notice them? Because their headlights are I feel like at off. that point, I would be really good at sneaking around. What if it's an RC car that has also become automated and it's a spy? <laughs> That's like they're drones. Oh my god. So, yes, assuming you don't have a thermometer, get thermometer, get it up to a rolling boil and turn off the heat immediately. You don't want it to burn, you want to stir it the whole time. If it burns, it'll only get nastier. In reality, you want it to get around 150 degrees, but I don't think you can just eyeball that. If you can, do that instead. That's what you want to keep it to for about an hour. Um, I would say, after you've turned it off, let it chill for about 20 minutes, stirring about every 10 minutes or so, and then maybe kick on the heat back for a little bit, or put it back over the fire. Again, assuming you're doing this over the charred remains of a car person you've killed and you're burning them alive, because you just steal their corpses and desecrate their dead, as if you were some sort of heathen breaking the Geneva Convention. I mean, it's the apocalypse at this point. You gotta do something. I'm sure if it was not a car apocalypse, there'd be people doing that to people. I mean, they're probably and doing then, that to case, people in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> and they used to make cars there. In, in this case, it's people doing it to machinery. Yeah, so it's... Just, you know what? Burn it over the ashes of your fallen friends and enemies. You and drink uh, it out of the skull of your enemies. What would the skull of a car be? Ooh, that's a good question. A headlight? That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> it'd be like the eyeball. Yeah. Well, it's big. You got it down. It'd be like the entire engine compartment. Yeah. I feel like. Well, no, because like. It's the... a big cup. Okay, so back to beer, because I was thinking about this too much. <laughs> yeah. So, while this is happening, you have to have two fires going, so burn two tires. Don't breathe in the air. Tires are bad to burn. It's toxic. It'll kill you. Preferably, don't burn these over tires. But heat up some water to about the same temperature near the end of the hour that you're, you're making your oatmeal. And again, remember I said at the beginning you want your grape nut cereal to be super dry. You also want your barley to be super dry. Just a side note. Super fucking dry. Bake it. Get it 420 baked. Blaze it. You guys are both <laughs> staring at me like intently just like he yelling at me to do this <laughs> stuff. You do it. Well, do it now. <laughs> You're not saying Someone something. has to test these recipes, and I'm the least qualified person to do it. I'll go to the store. Get me some grape nuts. Okay. And yeah, a him, cookie. Get him some nuts. We're <sighs> <laughs> back. We're back. Ow! You gotta cut your nails, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> and now it's on recorded for history. <laughs> As we know it. For when I never do it. So the next step, you remember after the wart comes the... the it starts with an S. Yes. I do not remember. Sparging. Yeah! This is when you sparge. This is when you sparge. And you, you do the strainy thing where you pour out the mush and then you do the mush and the mush and the mush. And again, your strainer just has to be something that will keep the mush from getting in the stuff. It doesn't have to be a fancy stuff. Keep the mush out of the other stuff. This is get them delicious sugar bits out of their starch. It's gonna be good. Okay. Like, <sighs> like coffee only snarch. Starch. Snarch. Snarch is something completely different. Starch is when a bird hits a plane and turns into mush. <laughs> snarch. Snarch. That was kind of disturbing. Snarch. Snarch. So after you snarch, you boil. You boil it, and this time you actually do legit boil it. 
but you want it to be a low boil because it can still burn the sugars. So you want to get to a nice low rolling boil and you want to do this for, again, about an hour. This is a very long process. You could die via vehicular is this slaughter. manslaughter. Is it still manslaughter if there's no car, like if there's no one driving the car? Because, yeah, I know, I mean, it's you're just slaughtering a, a man. Yeah, you're slaughtering or a man. A, a sentient Human. car is slaughtering a man. Okay. We are spending way more time on this apocalypse scenario than we did the other one. Because this one's a really good one that I really love. It's the most likely apocalypse. Yes. Pittsburgh has self-driving cars. It's only an hour away. It's not even a full tank of gas. It's only an hour away from being the apocalypse. Yeah. The apocalypse is an hour away at any point. We're recording this for the cars. Damn right. I hope those cards love it and they have auxiliary jacks. But then I just gave away my plan, and they're gonna come after me. Yeah, you're you're the first one going. Yeah, I'm gonna get on their good side. I'm gonna lube up their joints. And then what? I'm gonna touch their dipstick. (laughs) Do whatever they want. I'll dance around my underwear if those cards want it. I don't want to die. So touch their dipstick. They have more than one too. I'm gonna boil it. I'm gonna massage your transmission. So, you boil it for about an hour at a low boil, but this is the point where you're going to want to add the ginger. Now, I don't know if you guys know ginger. Nope. <laughs> I've ginger? never met her. <laughs> Wasn't there a TV show on Nickelodeon about ginger? As told by ginger? Yeah, as told by ginger. You don't want a lot of ginger. Ginger is super potent, so I would recommend you hold open your palm. You hold it open, and you look at it and say... This much ginger would be too much. This much ginger would be too much. But maybe half a palm size would be just enough. Are we counting the fingers? Or no, just the palm? palm. Just palm. the palm. Okay. Cat, you don't want coffee. You'll die. <laughs> Get out of here, Please. Get out of here, cat. More of everything. So I would say about a half palm size of ginger total. And then you want to cut that into smaller bits and put about a quarter of it in every 15 minutes and stir. Now, if you were doing this with hops, the hops would just kind of, depending on the hops you use, because there's pellet and then there's actual leaf, um, bum, 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 bum. If you're using the pellets, it would just dissolve. If you're using the leaf, or in this case, if we're using ginger, you can either strain it out or you can leave it in when you bottle it. It will just be more potent. I'd recommend taking it out because eventually it would get overpowering and disgusting unless you really like ginger. I don't now, I would assume you'd have to cut it into like chunks. Yeah. You don't want to make You like don't want to put a whole shred- ginger root like in there. Shred- yeah. Shred it. Oh yeah, it would be harder to get out that way. Yeah. Like I would cut it into like Dime-sized chunks, maybe. Something that you can still pretty easily like, fish out of there. Like, like how you cube cheese. Your cheese yeah. size? Yeah. yeah, delicious cubes of cheese. Mm, yeah. Only ginger, and don't eat it. So, after you do that for about an hour, you then want... So, I, I know I, I didn't mention this step, but you want to let it cool down. Because, as I said in the wine episode, what happens when yeast gets too hot? It dies. You want to be a yeast murderer? I mean, I'm already a car murderer or whatever. Yeah. Car grave robber. Yeah. So you're desecrating the graves of a great car overlord. Don't kill these two. 
So it didn't do anything for you. You'd want it to be yeah. about 70 degrees. Now, using basic human body chemistry, what's the normal human body temperature? Like 93.98.6. You're, oh, yeah. you're both right. Somewhere between there. <laughs> it's not 100 and it's not under 90. Yeah. That is correct. So, if it's cold to the touch but not super cold, that's about where you want it. If it is too cold, the yeast won't die. It'll just not perk up very quickly. It will not live its life to the fullest. Yeah, it will take longer the colder it is. So once it's cooled down, you put it in whatever container you have to ferment it. We are going to assume it is from the stolen car's gas tank that you have just sealed off in a little compartment after you've cleaned out all the disgusting gasoline from it. Oh my god. I'm gonna be like chop shop person in this apocalypse. You're gonna be like Dog the Bounty Hunter but for cars. What? Yeah. Why? Cause Dog is the man. But he ruff, ruff, hunts. Ruff, ruff, ruff. I take dead ones. Well, And I'm... take parts off of it. How do you get them dead? Yeah, yeah. How I do you find get... them? I, bet you I don't put kill sugar them. in the gas tank. I'm not a killer. Regardless. You put sugar in the gas tank to kill them, <laughs> yes. and then you take out the gas and put more sugar in it. Yes. So you use a gas tank. It's way too big if you're only making a gallon of beer. So that's a little bit of overkill, Haley. I don't know why you're doing that. But what about one of the, the like the windshield fluid container? That would, work. that would work. We'll wash that out really good, cause just cause it tastes like Kool Aid doesn't mean it's Kool Aid. Well, just cause, cause it tastes like. I think you mean looks. <laughs> no, no. I've never tasted windshield wiper fluid. I've heard it tastes like Kool Aid. Are you sure that's windshield wiper fluid and not antifreeze? It might be antifreeze. I don't know. Regardless, clean everything out. It is bad for you. Put it in there. Put your yeast in. Shake it up, put your airlock on, let it chill. Now, if you're being super fancy and want to try and bottle it up, that's your life. If you're bottling this, you have to use beer bottles with the pop-off tops. The screw tops will not give a complete seal, and it will go bad. And you would bottle it after two weeks of chilling in the fermenter. You can leave it in the fermenter the whole time. One thing you will need to do is you will need a little bit of sugar. I didn't put that in the ingredients. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I let you all down. I, I'm sorry. Now I gotta go buy sugar at the grocery store. And not get murdered by a car on your and way I, there. And they'll be like, why are you buying sugar? You're not gonna put that in somebody's gas tank, are you? And you'll be like, oh, oh you got me. And I'll be like, why are you, why are you cars still selling food? <laughs> They're like, because we like to maintain a, a modicum of society, young man. Now you're going to court for car murder. That'll be $18.95. But yeah, you will want some sugar because that'll give it your beer carbonation. Not explosion, carbonation. Fun fact, if you are making your own beer at home, which I recommend trying it, it's really fun. Brooklyn Brew Shop has one gallon brewing kits and that's how I got my start. You can make bombs out of these glass bottles if you put too much sugar in, so be careful. They won't. Now, is this coming from personal experience? No, because I've read about it. Because I do a lot of research before I do things. If they overcarbonate, it'll pop the glass. Or if uh, they it, overfill. It'll, or, yeah. But it'll, 
they'll give give it a weak point and pop. yeah, it's very spoopy. It sounds like a gun going off from the videos I watched. So, but that'll give it the carbonation. You could drink it without that, and it would have booze in it. But if you wanted to taste more like whatever beer you hoped it to be, you you want to put that sugar in there to give it that nice little head, so you can give some head yes. where you get some dipstick. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to go there, but you went there before me. And hopefully you will have the grape nut beer, which in the future we will try, and we will make a little episode about it. But I don't know when that will be. Because we gotta make it first. Yeah. So it'll be at minimum a month. But significantly longer than that because I didn't do it yet. And we're busy people. And it would probably just be a short mini episode. So It would just be us, yep, that's beer, we tried it, good. Or, yep, oh no, that's bad. Oh no, that's bad, don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Those are the options. Any questions about making beer? I think I got it good. You got it good, Haley? Stop blowing bubbles in your iced coffee. I got it. Okay. I got it. I need verbal confirmation. Okay, Can't no, see no. nods on podcasts. I had to swallow my coffee. So, I was really, really on the edge about teaching people how to make liquor. There's make- a good reason why. Well, mainly because it is super illegal to do in the United States. Yeah. Unless you have a proper license to make it either for... And this is an important thing to note. You can either make it as a distillery, like, for mass production of liquor, or to give you an idea of what this process could lead to and kill you with, if you're making it to make fuel out of. Ethanol, right? Yeah, you can get a license to distill liquor to run vehicles. So, it's dangerous. Now, do you guys know what a still is? Yes. It's basically a drum with fire under it that heats something up and it goes through the coil and it comes out on the other end. That's super watered down. That is pretty much it. It is a container with pipes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I got part of it. You get the pipes. And coils. There's coils. And heat. And what it does... You guys are so gross. It's doing gross couple stuff, guys. It's he has gross. a hole in his shirt. And so I was like tickling, tickling my armpit. <laughs> Weird. So... Still, the way it makes liquor is you get a booze-like substance in there, which could be some of the wine we made last week. And you put it in there and you heat it up. Now, as you may know, alcohol has a lower boiling point than water. If you didn't know that, now you know. Your life is different now. That's why you can put rubbing alcohol on your skin and it evaporates. Yeah. Um, Well, that's not the only reason, but but it's a good way to think about it. Alcohol is super... It wants to evaporate. It doesn't want to be liquid. Yeah. It doesn't like it. It it boils and evaporates at 173 degrees, which water, you hopefully do know this, boils at 212 degrees. I did not convert these to Celsius. I'm sorry. Because math. <laughs> math is hard and Google is hard. So, just the fun thing about uh, when alcohol evaporates is 
It's very flammable. It's super explosive when it's compressed, which is basically what's happening. Yeah. A, a still is kind of a bomb you make that can only hurt yourself. Because you can't take it places. That's why it's really dangerous to do. Which is why it's not legal to do a lot. Yeah. I learned how to make a still during this to make sure I could teach you how the booze process works, but I will not tell you. I will just tell you that a still, you heat up stuff in a container, it goes through a, a coil tube that is cooled, so when the liquor evaporates, it condenses in the tube and spits out booze. But it's flammable, it can't ignite, the still can explode, bad things can happen, the liquid that comes out can kill you. It's, it's dangerous, guys. Now, would it kill you upon contact, or just if you drink it? If you drink it. Okay. Yeah, it, it's not like if you dip your finger in it, you'll die, but drinking it will kill you. Okay. Yeah, it's very... You know how they say, like, don't drink rubbing alcohol because you'll go blind? It's like that kind of stuff. Like, that kind of shit will happen to you. Side note, if you didn't know not to drink rubbing alcohol, don't drink rubbing alcohol. Don't do it. It's not worth it. This whole time. You guys never told me. Yeah, that's why you're blinded by the light. I'm very musical tonight. I like that song. Ribbed up like a douche, another roller in the night. Douche. It sounds like douche, but it's really douche. I was going to say it's douche. Maybe it's always it. going to be douche to me. Yeah, I've talked about that with a lot of people. Everyone agrees it always sounds like douche. So, if you guys ever want to learn how to make moonshine... I like moonshine. I mean, I kind of know. Flavored moonshine, not, not the... Well, tough shit. We're not making flavored moonshine. I want black This is the apocalypse. I'm sure it's the car apocalypse that still has grocery stores. Abandoned grocery Yeah, but they arrest you when you show up to buy stuff. It's a front. So, we're gonna make the shittiest moonshine. It's called Sugar Shine. Sugar, sugar. I don't don't know that song. Honey, honey. You know that song. (laughs) So... Sugar Shine is actually probably, ingredient-wise, the second easiest thing to make. Because... Next to water. (laughs) Yeah. It's mostly water. And if you remember from the first episode, Sugar Wine, I could just speed up this whole process and say, make that and put it in a still. But I am going to say you might have not remembered that. So, what you're going to need is white sugar. Approximately two pounds. Water, a gallon. Yeast, yeast. You're gonna need something to stir with, something to heat with, something to ferment with, something to airlock with, something to still with. What if you don't have white sugar because it's the apocalypse and it's an abandoned grocery store, apparently, that only has ginger? Yeah, only (laughs) ginger. Then you get honey. 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 (laughs) So, straight up, you could actually use, as far as my research showed, any booze for this. Like, any... It, you could take the beer we made in the previous recipe and put it in the still and make something similar. Moonshine is specifically known for actually normally being a corn. Corn yeah. Which, I just... I'm going off the assumption that a lot of 
fresh vegetables will not be there because cars don't care about vegetables. And they run them over. Yeah, although corn might be there, so you could make a corn mash, let it sit for seven days, and do all the fun stuff. But the more stuff you put into this, the more likely you are to mess it up and die. Which is another big thing about why I decided to go with just sugar shine. So, to start it off, okay, you're going to heat half of the water to 120 degrees. It shouldn't be boiling. Again, it's going to feel hot to the touch. It's not going to be boiling. You're just going to do this to add the sugar in, make sure it's dissolved, make yourself, you know, a super saturated mixture. And then let cool down again to approximately... 98 degrees. No. No. That's people. 70s. That's... Yeah. Is it 70? 70. Yeah. 90s. Look who's been listening. 98 is people. Good job. You no, Soylent Green stuff. is people. <laughs> oh, God. Not Soylent Green is 98 degrees. <laughs> That's what math tells us. <laughs> so, you do you, you do all that the same way you would, you know, you're making wine, you're making all your fun stuff. Get that sugar-water combination, put it in your fermenter, add about a tablespoon of yeast, which I actually haven't been telling people how much yeast to put in, which is kind of a dangerous thing, because too much yeast can just make it taste really bad. If you're making about a gallon, you only need about a tablespoon. No more for than that. For beer or for... For any of these recipes, any, really. Okay. Probably less than a tablespoon, but like... I, at most. Yeah, at tablespoon. most a tablespoon. No more than that. Like I, uh, like half a packet of baker's yeast. Otherwise you'll end up with a bunch of shit in it. Yeah, it'll just... It, like, it won't hurt it. It just will make it taste bad. Yeah. But I don't think most of this stuff would taste good to begin with. It's the apocalypse. It's not really so that people will try this. It's just interesting facts. Well, I mean, this is my apocalypse skill. Yeah. And I'm trying to give as many... I could make a whole podcast called Apocalypse Skills. Now. And it'd just be things that teach people how to have a skill in the apocalypse. Like flying an airplane. Which I learned was someone's apocalypse skill today. Oh. Yeah. So. What would yours be? Probably sarcasm. (laughs) I believe that is code word for human sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> set sacrifice. <laughs> Good job, Dan. That was fucking awful. <laughs> Coming that, out of that, that, that sar- so, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you put the yeast in, then you put the rest of the water in. You mix it up really well. You let it sit for about a week with your airlock, the same way you would anything else, but. You know, shorter time period. You can let it sit longer, I guess, if you don't want to get drunk. The hell's wrong with you? Right now, I mean... Just, if... Let's assume you were using something that is not just sugar water, you actually probably would want to let it sit longer because yeast would have more time to do its thing and there'd be more stuff to help it live. But there's not a lot for the yeast to thrive on. It's going to be dead this soon anyway. Yeah, it's going to eat the sugar really quick and die. If you put, like, raisins in there, it would have some nutrients, and it could go off of that and eat some more sugar and become stronger and then fight the cars and, you know, but you don't want to fight the cars. There are overlords. All hail the holy cars. Yep. And then the bleach comes along and destroys every fucking thing. Oh, and then the bleach fights the cars. I forgot about the bleach. <laughs> Number one contender bleach. <laughs> 
Well, wouldn't the bleach <laughs> rust the cars? I don't know. I don't know what bleach it. does with cars. No, it wouldn't rust them. It'd kill them. You just put it in the gas if, tank. Yeah, if you put it in the gas tank, it'll kill them. There you go. Bleach would Just win. like if you drink bleach, it'll kill you. Because cars really doesn't have a defense against bleach. They, it's what liquid. What if they do, though? What if, what if the cars use those automated machines that you were talking about to have them... S- no, because then how would they get gas? Oh. oh, man. Bleach would win. Bleach would win. Yeah. So Bleach is coming for these fuckers. Number one contender. And I'm on the Bleach's side. I don't know. Because if more you... It uh, makes sense because you're kind of a bitch. Bitch. Are you the bad joke person? I guess today I am. (laughs) East of West. I just want you to remember that this podcast started with domestic abuse. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're, you're bad. You're bad. So, you let it ferment, do its thing, you got yourself some sugar wine, essentially. So, at this point, you're going to use the still. Okay? Okay. okay. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but okay. I've kind of generally, like, genuinely been considering trying it, but, like, I need to go somewhere secluded in the woods and I need a propane heater outside because I'm not doing this indoors. No. So, because it's dangerous, it could explode. Don't try this. Let your dad try it. Kiss your dad square on the mouth. <laughs> shower with your dad similar in 2015. Do, Do you still, still shower, shower with, with your dad? dad? <laughs> so you siphon it into the still and do the stuff with the still. Now, here's a side note. If you if you have a still and you don't know how to make it, you probably know this at this point, but I will throw this out there because it is important to know. You should not drink about the first ounce or so of stuff that comes out of that still. I knew that. Yeah. That's not I already knew. Yeah. I was watching a documentary on it. <laughs> that is I mean, cool. There's, there's a bunch of documentaries out there about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Discovery had a, a show on about moonshiners. That's that, the one I was watching, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That stuff is called Four Shots, and it is impure, which means they can have things in it that are just literally deadly, or it'll just taste really bad. That is the spectrum you are putting your life on it. Would you risk it? So don't don't touch it. Get rid of it. Pour it down the gas tank of the bleach. What if the bleach and the cars work together, though? Oh my How? god, what if the cars run on bleach now? The cars just fill the windshield wiper fluid with bleach, and then the, they'll, they hit a person, and then they spray their windshield wipers on your the open The cars wounds. are gonna shoot bleach at us. Why would they work together, though? Why wouldn't they? Because they hate me. They just both you? Hate just me. <laughs> and he's a human, and he's the chosen one. So we have to keep him alive. Now I gotta fight the bleach cars. I'm the number one contender. I'm still on the car's side. Oh. Sorry, Dan. No one believes in me. I'm not on anybody's side anymore. So after you discard the four shots, what you're gonna wanna do, and I will say again, you don't wanna do any of this. Don't do it. Don't ever. <laughs> but... If you were doing the still stuff, you, sh- you would also probably already know this. You're going to want to kind of taste it periodically. Just a little sip to make sure it's still boozy. Because what will happen is you'll have this boiling water booze. And the booze will evaporate out and go through the tube. You get cooled down, condensed, and spit out the end. Well, the water will still be in there. Well, eventually, there will be less booze coming out. And it will be, you know... Watery. Water. At that point, you're done. Stop it. Empty out the water. And then 
if you want, you can run it through the still again. Make it more and more pure type thing. Yeah. Um, and this, this process will take a long time because any still you can make at home very easily will not be a big still. It will not hold a gallon of any liquid and you don't want it to. Don't fill it up full. That will only increase the chances it will explode. Leave some headspace. That sounds more like an explosion, not the... That's the beginning. That's when the rivets go. So for the final step, if you want, because at this point you do have drinkable booze, but if you want to be fancy, go down to the grocery store that you got killed on your way to, steal yourself a Brita water filter, pour it through that. And when you pour it through the Brita water filter, it'll be like pouring it through a delicious, delicious booze thingy. And it will filter out all the rest of the impurities. The most delicious of things, the booze thingy. The booze booze thingy. thingy. And then you'll have moonshine. Which, if you want, I will say from the reports I've read, it is a pretty uh, malleable moonshine. So if you had things to add flavor to it, you could do that. And it would, it's like the vodka of moonshine, really, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. That's, I, I have imparted knowledge on how to make booze. You know how to make wine, beer, liquor, with apocalypse-like scenarios, and well, all right, the scenarios were a little generous, but the ingredients were really the main part here. These are the bare-bone ingredients that we were looking at, and they are things that you could probably scrounge up from the remains of human society after it has collapsed at the hand of bleach-run carts. And I, I really don't think they're going to work together, guys. I think you're too much of an optimist. Yeah. I think I'm afraid of cars now. I'll never drive again. That's a lie. You just got your car. You drive in the morning to <laughs> go to work. Gonna keep on drive, driving, driving. Come on. Let's go space trucking. So before we start our wrap up of the podcast, do we have any questions about the booze? Now would this be the last booze podcast? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, I was going to say, well, would any of this include, like, uh, scotch, whiskey, or any of that stuff? Like, is it basically the same thing? Well... Aside from, like, beer. That's to do with the aging in the barrels and that kind of stuff. Is And bourbon is made in a special way with a special type still and ingredients. Like, that's not necessarily a different way of doing this stuff. Okay. Like, they're their own type of thing to make. That will be... Maybe in the future we will do a Rebuilding Society podcast about booze. Um, so the apocalypse happened. So the, the apocalypse happened. The and it's over won. <laughs> They beat the bleach car zombies. And Haley is the president because she believed all along that they're both just shitheads. And now she demands other hard alcohol. All of the alcohol, actually. So while you're in the process of making this easy stuff, make the really good hard stuff. For First Lady Dan. For First Lady Dan. (laughs) And Vice Man John. Yeah, Vice Man John. (laughs) I mean, he would still be called Vice President, right? No, 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 I'm Vice Man. I'm all about the vices. (laughs) I grow the pot, I smoke the coffee, make the booze, I, I... 
hire the prostitutes. I fire the prostitutes. He's the vice man. He never takes off his sunglasses. Nope. Under my sunglasses are sunglasses. Yeah. Under my sunglasses, sunglasses are, are shaded contact lenses. And under that are no eyes. No eye, John. But, yeah, that is an episode we can totally do. But it will be genuinely more about the actual, like, process of them happening just so we have the knowledge. And we should do it more about, like, the differences between the two. Because yeah. a lot of people don't know what the difference between a whiskey and a scotch and a bourbon is. I do not. Well, bourbon Kentucky. is a type of whiskey. Well, I've yeah. tried bourbon. I've tried whiskey. I've tried scotch. I did not like scotch when we tried it at New Year's. I'm not a big fan. Oh, man. Can we have a whole episode about Hennessy? Of course we can. I do research. That's true. It's going to be the Hennessy episode. Hennessode. I'm rolling off on you. <laughs> I used to live on Hennessy Street. Have you ever had Hennessy? Did you get fucking no, drunk there? No. It's not good. Don't. I didn't think it was. I've heard a lot of bad about it. God damn it, Dan. Why? We're How sharing is... a blanket. So? You think you think I wouldn't notice? Yeah. For, for listeners at home, <laughs> I am in the same boat as you. I am pretty sure Dan just farted under their shared blanket. I, I totally just farted. <laughs> so that's probably going to wrap up the podcast. <laughs> Originally, I had mentioned doing the Yellow Deli next, but... Uh, New information has arrived, and I now have a contact who has met people from the Yellow Deli, and I would love to have the lovely Miss Tori come on the podcast and talk about that, because I think no amount of research I can do can beat talking to someone who's actually been there and seen it. First hand. So other things that may be happening in the near future is it is October, so there will probably be something spoopy scary coming up. Oh, there better be. There are some ideas for both Dan and Haley to do some research. Yeah, I, I want to do one on the con- on different research into consciousness and that kind of stuff because we did a lot of philosophy stuff in college. I almost said high school, but that wasn't high school. And Haley? Mine had to do with the what, aggression in dogs and where it would where it came from. Technically, very topical. Like this whole pit bull thing in Montreal. I was gonna say a very topical thing because of what has happened in Montreal made her think of. And it. I'm an animal lover, especially for canines. So this one hit home for me. Yeah. So we have a lot of ideas going down. Um, I will work on the spoopy ones. I will let the you two work on your own pace, and whenever you're ready, you let me know. Look good in that hat, Haley. Um, Spoopy. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any ideas, please feel free to let me know because if you're listening to this, you probably know me and know how to contact me. We have nothing to plug, although I guess I do because I have two improv shows coming up in the next two weeks, October 8th and October 15th at Steel City Improv Theater down on Ellsworth Avenue in Pittsburgh. If you're free, come out and see the show. Team Street Roses all the way. Dan Haley, you got anything you want to tell the world about? doesn't have to be anything important to you. just can be something important to you. Halloween is this month. I'm excited for that. We're already decorated. Yes. From last year. Yes. <laughs> Nobody needed to know that, but now they do. Oh, they needed to know. I don't have anything to say. I'm out of things. Alright, I thank you all so much for listening to this, and hopefully you'll hear me again next week with my lovely cohorts. Unless they're busy, because at some point this month they're going to Niagara Falls. 
the Niagara Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. And at some point, I will have to record this myself, or record two episodes at once with them. Bob, Bob, No, no. Have a lovely day. Sneaky without her bells on. I was taking a pee <laughs> and she walked in and I didn't hear her and she was like, <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> Great to have that on recording, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>